Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody can get it, no limit We get to kill it, you tuning in to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rambling That's it, that's all I got to say That's all I got to say too What's up y'all? Hilliard Guest here with the all-new Screenwriters Rant Room. Here we go. What we are is uh, we like to keep it street. We like to keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Lisa least. 100. 100, y'all. 100 That's what we people. do. <laughs> so what we do on this podcast, we entertain y'all with, you know, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting. That's what we do. Um, we talk a lot of shit. We, uh, <laughs> you know, we spoil movies. Well, I don't. Lisa B. do. You I know, do that's not her spoil thing. movies. She be spoiling movies. What's the like rule? Movie. What's the rule? <laughs> she got a three-day rule. You get three days. When the movie opens up, <laughs> True. you get three days. Because if you was really going to see it, uh-huh. you would have saw it. <laughs> that's how you know she one of them cinephiles and shit. Look. No, real fans, you go to the movie, you go support it the first weekend, and, uh-huh. and if you didn't go see it, you hashtag spoiler alerts. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all hear her. That's my girl. Lisa B, Lisa Bolakaja, we call her the street nerdist. Hello, people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. They call me AKA Hill Dog. That's me. Y'all supposed to be, y'all, I'm supposed to hear like a big applause and shit for that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and, and there was much rejoicing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that lollygagging ass moment right there, um, if you grown, Let's get it in. Uh-oh. So today, we have a special guest with us. My girl, producer, creator. Diva. Oh, she all that. Y'all just see, she looking super Oh, she fly. walked in. I She's thought, super fly, who's this famous super, person? Super, super I was not ready. Put your hands in the sky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get super dude. She mm-hmm. like, get it. <laughs> My girl, Alani Ford, y'all. Yeah. Hi, how's everybody doing? We good. Mm-hmm. We good. We good. So, Alani... Um, she has a really interesting career for y'all. You know, so y'all can get a lot of game on um, on what she's done in the last year alone. Yes. I'm talking the last year alone. Yes. She told me this story, y'all. I sat there with my mouth dropping, going, <laughs> wow. I know when you texted me and said, here's our guest. And I was mm-hmm. just like, what? It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. So here's the deal. People know me. I'm not known for sitting there giving you their bio. I like for people to hear the bio as it goes because you learn about them. In the midst of it all, I like to hear it like live. You know what I mean? So you get all into the midst of it instead of me going. She was born, you know, and yeah, then she I just, graduated. I just from, boring people. Like let you know them tell I mean? it themselves. Like, Fuck all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we having a conversation, bitch. Tell me who, who, you, who you be, who you is, <laughs> who, <laughs> who you people did? is, what you did. So, Alani. Let's talk to you for a second. Where you from? Where you where you, where you from? Where you hey, be? Hey, Hill. I'm from Pasadena. Altadena, to be exact. No you one's ever heard of girl. Altadena, so I no, just say Altadena Pasadena. No, Altadena is wonderful. It's beautiful. It's out beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. It's like if I had some real money, <laughs> I would live there because it's like it has the small town feel. Yes, mm-hmm. big time. You know, but you're so close to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. We're like king mm-hmm. of the coyotes. Yes. Where you can catch a coyote in your yeah. backyard. Yeah. Beautiful. Y'all in the hills? Yeah, we're in the hills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Y'all should see Alana. She's looking all beautiful. I know. 
you know, got her little Flintstones outfit on. Oh, you know, this. it's all leopardy and stuff, all pretty. Aww. That's for the screenwriters. She looking good. We can get a photo of you and post it uh-huh. for everybody too. She looking all pretty, mm-hmm. looking like a girl. Me, you guys are too kind. <laughs> I'm oh trying to keep God. up with you, Hill. Okay. You looking good, girl. You looking good. I'm trying to get up there with you, girl. I'm trying to stop with the big dogs, you know. So, um, so you from Altadena? So let's 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 go a little bit into your background a little bit. Um, well, I'm from Altadena, but I moved to LA because LA is where all the opportunities are. You know, LA is hilarious. You know, where you can um, basically create an occupation out of anything. I feel out here, um, all the money's out here. Sure. You know, you can be a locksmith in LA and make like 100k a year. Yeah. But you, when you're in small towns like Pasadena, you know, you never even really hear of an assistant or mm-hmm. a locksmith mm-hmm. or a guitarist or something. But you know, LA is just like those guys on Venice Beach. They're down there playing like guitars and playing mm-hmm. with cans and stuff, and they make a lot of money. I see mm-hmm. them all the mm-hmm. time. So. Okay, you can know. be just full of money, don't they? Yeah, right, right. I, I literally seen a homeless man. Mm-hmm. I, oh, gosh, I don't know if I should be saying this. I seen a homeless man when I worked in Beverly Hills, and he got in front of me at the bank. I used to give him money all the time. He had a wheelchair. He wheeled up mm-hmm. in, in the bank and deposited. I seen he was right in front no. of me, $600, like put it in a savings account. Really? And I was like, is he homeless or not? But it was like, it was a great hustle. And I was like, that's only funny. in L.A., Beverly that's Hills. Funny. Like, you know, homeless See, people have bank character. accounts. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie And before. if you that's short funny. on some cash and you can't get to AT, Machine, it's like, mm-hmm. homie, you know me. <laughs> Just spot me this 20. I'll get you next week. Okay, exactly. can I get an account? Can I get, <laughs> <laughs> can I get a woo, My cash what? is valid. All ones and quarters. Okay. That's funny. So you used to work in a bank for a little while? Um, no, so I worked at um, I worked in real estate for okay. a while, okay. for about five years in um, in Beverly Hills. Right. And, I, and, I, and I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. it was fun. You know, I happened to be in the cream of the crop real estate, um, mm-hmm. you know, where we had like a home for $125 million, mm-hmm. you know, like in 2010. I think we sold a couple billion dollars worth of um, real estate, so it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the Lancaster homes and yeah, yeah. IE area. Right. It was like these people; it was for real. Mm-hmm. So you know, being around all those celebs and seeing all that, it made me want more. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was like, gosh, you know, I want one of those homes one day. Mm-hmm. So um, the crazy thing about it is. Um, Working in in real estate and being around all that, it was like a dream job for everybody. Like mm-hmm. people would apply for my position all the time. Really, I walked away from that in uh, I, I want to say two thousand nine, like July two thousand nine, to start my filming career. Okay. You know, I uh, modeled when I was younger and thinner. She's pretty too. She's, <laughs> she's saying thinner, girl. She's still she's fabulous. She's still no, she's still fabulous. Oh, you guys are too sweet. Happy hour after this. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to suck in the stomach over here. It's like let me try to look, girl. Me too. Me. <laughs> but um so I was I was working in real estate and I was still had this passion for um acting as well. I did modeling and acting. Okay. And I, I went on an audition basically. This is where it all started. I went on an audition uh, acting and I kept mm-hmm. getting these callbacks from this guy. Mm-hmm. He had a studio in Inglewood. And then like the fifth callback, he said, "You know, I keep looking at your tape like, you know, have you ever thought about doing behind the scenes instead of in front of the scenes? And immediately it, it rang to me and said, ding, 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 you can't act. You know, like, what does that mean when somebody says that? Like, are you not that good? And so I was like, do I need to reevaluate myself paying all this money for these screen, you know, for these classes? Uh-huh. So um, he took me behind the scenes and that's when I started producing. I, you know, I basically, he didn't have any money to pay me. We were in Inglewood. So it was mm-hmm. like a volunteer type of gig. Like an so, intern. Yeah, intern. Right. Exactly. Right. So you're volunteering while I was doing the real estate and I just fell in love with it because you know producing you're still um you're, you're i'm a business major you know i went to mount st mary so you're still business when you're producing absolutely but then you need to understand film and then since i had the acting and modeling uh background um i i loved entertainment i love the bright lights i mm-hmm. love being on set mm-hmm. it's like it, it's it's like a 
it, 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 it's my high, right. you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it feels great. So, you know, I started producing with him and we were just doing a little sketch comedy, little stuff mm-hmm. to put on YouTube and mm-hmm. to, to put anywhere. And, you know, we we're getting two hits, you know, it was nothing, but it was just, it just felt good trying <laughs> but to learn it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then one day he got really rude with me and fired me. He sent <laughs> out this, uh, <laughs> he sent out this mass email saying like he, he was firing me to all the people that I had brought in. And I was like really? embarrassed, like humiliated. Wow. He didn't call me. He didn't sit down with me. Right. I put in all this hard work. I'm mm-hmm. spending my own money to help him out, you know, mm-hmm. and he, and he fired me. So it was like, whoa, you know, and then after, um, after I, after I got the email, that's when I started Ford Productions. I was like, from there on, like I don't really want to work for anyone else, and especially for free. Boss, I'm my own boss, so it's I'm like saying. I'm in charge of my own destiny. Because mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Alani, you can't quit. You can't quit." Like you were doing so great, and it was mm-hmm. like, but it, it broke my heart truly. You know, mm-hmm. for him firing a volunteer, and sure. like, yo, I'm working for free. Hello, hello. I'm not sure if he got the memo. Exactly. <laughs> so when he fired me, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna hire myself, and I'll never fire myself, and I'm never gonna disappoint myself, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in charge of my own destiny. I love when you said that. I'm going to hire myself. I'm going to write that down. You know what? I'm going to hire myself. Hire yourself, everyone. Okay, y'all hear that? I'm going to hire myself. You're literally writing it down. No, it's a wonderful mantra. You know, we were talking about the last episode about Akiba. You know what? I'm going to hire myself and I'm going to invest in myself and do my thing. Invest in yourself. Absolutely. So I left there. Um, I had a little money for my income tax check for like the first time in life. Um, so I had a few thousand dollars, and I took that few thousand dollars and I went and bought a camera. Wow. I had no intentions of a, a, a Canon 7D. I had no intentions of working it. I never touched a camera. Mm-hmm. I bought it for my crew because we were starting to do you know the little sketches and stuff. But we were on like the old school camera mm-hmm. you put over the shoulder. Yeah, you know exactly the big old the tapes and stuff right. like that. And mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't HD. You know, mm-hmm. and right then in like 2009, 2010, HD was just coming out. Like, oh, you don't have high def. Oh, we, we can't hire you. So anyhow, I went and got the Canon 7D. It just came out. And um, I, and it was for my crew to start doing, you know, higher scale production and for sure. us to step our game up. Anyhow, to make a long story short, um, I had quit my job doing real estate, you know, mm-hmm. got fired from old boy volunteering. <laughs> so now I'm just at home with a savings account trying okay. to figure life out. And I said, I really, really want to do filming. So I started doing like little uh, comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. Then I was on Facebook one night at three in the morning and something popped up and it said, you know, you may know this ball player. And it clicked and it said, and you may know this ball player. I'm sorry. It said, you may know this person. And it clicked and it said Nick Young. So mm-hmm. I clicked on it and I was like, add as a friend. Three in the morning. Like, what, what the heck are you doing up at three in the morning? Mm-hmm. You know, but I just clicked it. And, you know, I looked at a picture and I'm like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> and, then, and then I, you know, something that's, told that's me. That's the first thing, y'all. You yeah, click like, on somebody, you think yeah. they're cute. Look the motherfucker up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the pictures. The heck with the bio. <laughs> so anyhow, I sent him a message and said, hey, can I film you? And I remember something about his name. I believe, you know, he, he plays at USC, but I wasn't so sure. Mm-hmm. Sent him a message and immediately he was like, yeah, you know, for sure. What do you want to film? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just start going from there and, you know, Basically, next thing you know, I was filming him. Wow. And then so my second day, my second time filming him. Now, were you, let me, were you taking your crew? Or were you just there by yourself? So with I'm the camera, sorry. I'm sorry. Doing? So I bought the camera for my crew. I had to do this by myself. Uh, so you had to learn so how to use it. I had to learn how to use that bad boy. Okay. I, had, okay. I, had to, I had to load it up and do it all by myself because um, 
for one, my, my income was, a, you know, was a strict amount, you mm-hmm. know, since you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're working, you know, I didn't qualify for unemployment, welfare, mm-hmm. section right. eight, right. and right. all these things these people qualify <laughs> right. for, social security. It right. was like, it was a savings account and you better sure. stretch it out, baby sure. girl. Right. So I didn't have money to pay my crew $2,000 a day mm-hmm. to try to go create a show. And that mm-hmm. adds up, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. you might have five days of, of shooting mm-hmm. and if that's $2,000 a day, that's $10,000 and then it still may not be a decent video to mm-hmm. go do right. anything True. with. Right. So I said, you know, let me hire myself and I'm going to, and <laughs> here I, we go again. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, and I know I can afford myself. Right. <laughs> so I start filming him. And then on the second day, the second um, shoot of filming him, you know, I met his teammate, JaVel McGee. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who JaVel McGee was because um, the, the, I am a, a huge basketball fan, but they play, they played in Washington with, they played for the Washington wizards at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was in the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I went to the dunk contest that year. I believe it was like 2009 ish. Mm-hmm. I went to the dunk contest that year with my girlfriend that's in the WNBA and this is how cold life is that like how female basketball players are not quite the same don't quite get the same recognition they or credit as, as right. NBA players so we go with my girl and it's like four of us so five including her and you know we walk in the back entrance I mean she has a, a WNBA championship ring you know mm-hmm. like she's she's a well known player mm-hmm. and we go in there she's like oh yeah you know all, all my girls are coming with me she has a pass and then we try to go in and they're like no 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 you, you, you know basically you play for the WNBA you're not Michael Jordan. Wow. Like they said, you can get one friend in, but you can't get all four. What? Immediately, I was like, "Oh no, no, we don't. We don't have to play. You know, paper, rock, scissors. Mm-hmm. We don't have to guess." I was like, "Take, take. You know, take your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll go." And I and I went home mad as heck. But, you know, I, didn't, I didn't show any emotion. Exactly. After you get down there already, it was raining here in LA right. at the time. Mm-hmm. So I drove home. It's raining. So now the dunk contest is on while I'm driving home because I'm supposed to be there. And then I didn't even want to see it. I was so mad. <laughs> so basically, I didn't see it. Okay. I didn't watch the dunk contest. So when I met him, how hilarious. He's in the dunk contest. Since I didn't watch it, I didn't know who he was because I didn't watch it, you know? So when I met him, it was just like we just clicked. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm filming him. I'm I'm filming Nick, and then I created the Nick and Javel show from there. Mm-hmm. So we started the Nick and Javel show, put that on YouTube, and we just started getting a really really great buzz. It's like a little web series. Or mm-hmm. It was a little web yeah. series, a little two minute videos, just mm-hmm. following around a little mm-hmm. bit of their life, a workout. Right. You know, them having fun. Where we really had fun was one of our last videos. We did um, a thing called the Cinnamon Challenge, where you try to swallow <laughs> a thing a, a spoonful of cinnamon. So that was really really cute. It was like everybody was kind of doing it at the right. time. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not typical that you'll see. NBA players trying to do something that you know everybody regular, else is doing. Yeah, right. everybody else is doing right. exactly. It humanize them, though. right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. So um, anyhow, I got an email on YouTube from Good Morning America saying, yeah. you know, hey, we want to use this in in our show tomorrow. You know, can yeah. we can we use it? And I was like, are you kidding me? Can you? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. So you know, I stayed up all night getting the footage and mm-hmm. doing all the mm-hmm. you know the necessary things. And then after after Good Morning America, then you know ESPN hit me up, then wow. ESPN two, and then all these bloggers, wow. and then it just went viral. viral. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This was during the NBA lockout, mm-hmm. and uh, then. Then, then unfortunately, no, 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 I'm sorry. Then fortunately, the lockout ended about a week or two later, so they had to go on back to uh-huh. go on back to playing they ball. They had to go so work. They had to go to work, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> so the summer videos were over, uh-huh. but it was it was such a great experience. So, and then a year later, you know, I kept filming, you know, JaVel McGee, and then I met all of his family. And, um, and then that's when I created, I called it Meet the McGee's at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 um, I filmed him. Uh, signing his $44 million contract. So that, you know, that was pretty historical, you know. You got to talk about how... You 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 weren't gonna go to Vegas like that whole oh, setup. Oh gosh, that's important. Yeah, this this has to do with 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 follow through, right? You know what I mean? Okay, 
Okay, so before me getting to go film him, um, I had... I ran out of money a year later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ran out of money, so I had to go back to corporate America for a quick little quick little time. <laughs> so I got this very high paying assistant job again mm-hmm. in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly it was I believe it was gonna start um June twenty third mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. And somehow uh and then so anyhow we were going to Vegas on Wednesday, that same exact Wednesday to go <laughs> film him signing his contract. Mm-hmm. Well I'll be got darn on Tuesday night. So I turned down going to film him. You know, I told his family, look, I, I won't be able to go film him because I'm starting a job. And it was, it was the most devastating. The, the, it was so hard for me to do that because mm-hmm. it's like, it's, you know, on one hand, you got this extremely high paying job mm-hmm. and it's like, you, it's just security. You got mm-hmm. a job. Like being a filmmaker is, it's not completely secure when you're following your passion, unfortunately, sure. because, mm-hmm. you know, some things hit and a lot of things don't, you right. know, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes a day and sometimes it takes 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, pass down this job to go follow my passion, but then you might stay broke or, you know, sure. what do sure. you do? Sure. But, but you know, the God we serve is an awesome God. So Tuesday night, I got a call from HR saying, hey, your paperwork somehow, there's some mistake. It hasn't gone through yet. So we're going to start you next Monday. <laughs> when Fate. I tell you. Okay. Yeah. Wait, did you pray it's fine, the night pray. before? Like, Did you like say, Lord, when I'm, I'm talking about Lord, praying and fasting the, and make the right decision? <laughs> Can you yeah. help me? That's all I want to know. So I put a Bible underneath my pillow. <laughs> Lord, let this decision be the best decision for yes. me. You know? exactly. mm-hmm. and, that, and it was so heavy on my heart. If I wouldn't have gone to Vegas, for one, none of, nothing would have, you know, my filming career was going to be over at mm-hmm. that point. If I wouldn't have gone to Vegas, you know, I would have missed so many opportunities. And then for two, I would have been depressed at this high paying job because mm-hmm. really at the end of the day, what, what is money if you're not happy? Exactly. So, you know, I know, I know a lot of rich folks that are miserable as, as heck, there's, you know, there, not even yoga can cure there's that. There's something really important, <laughs> though, that you could let people know. She was like following Jamal, Jamal and, um, and Nick around all kind of places on her dime. And these dudes have money. She was following them. Yeah. It's super important. So when you get to, you got to let them know that. Okay. Because she had to decide, am I going to fly myself to Vegas? Yeah. On my dime when I don't have no money, so that's important. Yeah, I didn't when when I first met them, you know, first year and stuff. I didn't ask them for money and stuff like that because they didn't know me from from Adams, mm-hmm. and I wanted to prove myself to them. And they meet so many people, you know. Everybody got a nonprofit nowadays, mm-hmm. a charity, a this mm-hmm. or that, and it's like I know for them it must be so hard. I've already been around celebrities and all the millionaires working in in, in Beverly Hills, so. I think as you when you have money, you get tired of people asking you for money. Sure. Sometimes you just want a true friend. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you just want a person to just come around and be creative. Or every now and then, you just want a person that knows how to work. Like work with me and not work me. Right. You know. <laughs> so, so so I had no interest in asking them for money at all. That hey, can can I film you guys? And by the way, my rates a thousand dollars a day. It's like mm. no, just if you want to film them, just film them and figure it out. So mm-hmm. I worked. I still worked. You know, all the time because right. I you know I, I had to survive. But but I felt like that was my respect for myself and my respect for them. I, I wanted to, I wanted to earn it, you know. Mm-hmm. I still thought it was still a privilege and a, a right for them to even let me film them as well. Because I mean, what what an opportunity! Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure zillions of people have asked to film them and take pictures and do mm-hmm. stuff all the time. Sure. So finally, it was a person that just wanted to work, just mm-hmm. an honest person that wanted to work. I didn't need pictures for my Facebook of mm-hmm. them. I just like yo, just let me prove to you that I'm a good person, not a groupie, and there's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no catch, right? So, um, anyhow, I, um, I, I went to Vegas now and, and uh, start filming Javel, you know, signing his contract. 
And it was such a dramatic feeling. I mean, it was such a dramatic filming because his mother, um, like negotiated his whole contract and, and she was so, um, she, she was so aggressive and just so business wise mm-hmm. because her, his mother is a Hall of Fame basketball player. So she mm-hmm. understands the game. It's not like the average mother that, was, was um, she already his agent at that time or is she? She, she's his business manager. Okay. So she, she handles the funds. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Pamela McGee, I mean, she, um, she really, really just she 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 knows about the game, and and I, I don't know about the game. I you know none of nobody in my family signed for forty four million dollars. So <laughs> it was just it was very um, inspirational for me to sit back and film that. I was like, look at this woman working this contract and working mm-hmm. this and just handling it like a businesswoman. So that that just really really touched me. So I filmed all that. You know, and I brought it back. I, I didn't. I had no idea that I was turning this into a reality show. I was just still documenting, you know, filming. I was still on YouTube at the time. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I filmed it, came back home, and I couldn't wait to edit it because I was like, gosh, I got some juicy stuff. I just feel like in my heart this is good stuff. So now Monday I'm starting the Corporate America job, and then I'm editing, and then I come up with, um, you know, Meet the McGees, and I send it to a couple other big-name producers, and they say, well, you got something on your hands. Mm-hmm. I changed the show to Millionaire Mama's Boy at the time, mm-hmm. and um, we took it into Sony, and, uh, you know, we signed with Sony. Wow. And they, t- and they took us on a journey. And just you just saying, you know what? Let me friend this person. You know what? Hey, yeah. can mm-hmm. I just come film you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. hey. Mm-hmm. Why don't you shoot me some jackets and I'll come over and do yeah, it? It was just exactly. like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and do this and just mm-hmm. do it myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And when, when, I left, um, Col- when I left Beverly Hills Real Estate, that was the hardest decision I'd ever made in my life because I quit the job. I didn't get fired. Oh, you know, okay. there was, you know, and, I, and there was, you, you didn't know what tomorrow was going to hold. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you've got to just take that leap of faith Absolutely. and just jump out there and just go do it and just know that God's got your back. I think mm-hmm. if you just, you have to just, you know, you have to just let go and just go. Mm-hmm. So if, but I know, I, you know, and I have so many friends that are in the corporate world or doing these things and they're so unhappy and they're so miserable and they're gaining weight every day because they're just, <laughs> they're just depressed. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling them, like, just follow your dreams. Just do what's in your heart and the rest will follow so let me let me ask you so what what was it like did you guys have to go in and pitch it or did they like your because you made a little sizzle right correct did 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 they buy it by the sizzle did you have to go in and pitch it also what did you so so we made a so i made a sizzle i made the original sizzle and Mm -hmm. then i took that into sony and then they loved it so we signed i saw the original sizzle so (laughs) so and then sony thank you so and then sony you know put put their uh funds in and then we created another sizzle okay you know so you know because as you know, this is this is me filming on a couple of dollars. So, but, I, but here's the thing: she shot it on a seven, so the quality was actually it looked really good. Some <laughs> some levels of sound that's always going to be that way because yeah. you're taking from the camera. Right. However, what really sold me because I saw the rough one that you did yes. that helped you, and then I saw the later one. And what was what, what was interesting was. It was so powerful because she was there when the call came in. It didn't matter if it was on your phone. Didn't matter. Yes. She got the call. Yes. That was the most yes. important yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Because mm-hmm. I saw it and went, that's the show. That's right. it. Oh, right. my God. You right. know what I mean? And everything was real. It's so funny because everyone asked me, like, was it scripted? Mm-hmm. You know, I know we're, what, what are we in the screenwriters? Uh, mm-hmm. rant? Like, right. there was no screenwriting involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks for having me on the show. So. <laughs> No, but you saw the story. Yeah, yeah. The story was there. It didn't Mm -hmm. have to really be scripted because Mm -hmm. it was like, all right, I got these visuals. I got the mom. 
it was already there. Mm-hmm. All you have to do was just boop mm-hmm. and film it. So just, the story was there. You just mm-hmm. all I needed to do was not get in my way, right. not get mm-hmm. in their way. Right. Just, okay. Literally, just press record on the camera mm-hmm. and just go. Mm-hmm. And I just sat back. It was like the real version of reality, like almost mm-hmm. back in the day, like that that showed the real world. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, like yeah, I the felt original like original first one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I felt like I had a hidden camera. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just it was so freaking amazing. So then, of course, after we got the you know the great sizzle with uh, Sony involved, mm-hmm. then we went and pinched to all the networks. Oh, okay. And then, you know, we had a lot of folks that were interested and mm-hmm. we signed with uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network own. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the show did. Um, now, can you tell people, and I, we know what a sizzle reel mm-hmm. is, but could you explain to some of the, the newbies out there sure, who sure. are learning what a sizzle reel is? Sure. Um, it's the, the basic way that I always say it is it used to be everybody wanted a script. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of changed, right. <laughs> you know, because of time. Yes. Nobody has time anymore. So it used to be, okay, give us, give us like a, say it's a half hour show, give us like the first act give us a 10 minute give us a 15 right. minute give us a, a a sequence if you will and so just so they could see how like, even if the production value isn't perfect it's really about being able to see like like yeah. your your sizzle the original one you did which was it was like a two three minute it was short yes three just minutes. showed you here's the pro, here's the premise of the show right. what it, what it could be yeah right. and then the big moment her big reveal and the music came on it was like we signed the deal you know what I mean <laughs> dun, dun, dun. four right. million dollars I was yes. like what <laughs> and then they took it from that and expanded on that but with a re- you know she had the full crew and mm-hmm. you know what I mean yes. better cameras and stuff like that so the sizzle basically it's for an executive or producer an yeah. agent or whatever just to see what it was that you like the i just did a sizzle um for this um supernatural pilot mm-hmm. that we're going to do we did it's going to be about like three minutes long mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so it's just to show them here's what the show is all about mm-hmm. it's not necessarily here's the pilot mm-hmm. right. you guys kind of more probably did yes. like a middle ground of between the sizzle and the pilot yes because you guys were going to networks. You need to really show them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what, my advice for people when they're doing sizzles, because now everyone's pitching to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they pitch to me all these scripts. I'm like, right. you think I got time to read a 300-page <laughs> right. script? Right. You know, 12 of them? Right. <laughs> right. So I always tell people, you know, send me a sizzle. But people get nervous and they feel like they can't afford a sizzle. So it's like, oh, I don't, I don't have that budget. And people ask me to shoot sizzles for them, too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to produce their project and shoot the sizzle. Mm-hmm. And people think you need $40,000 to shoot a sizzle. I've literally had someone, they wanted me to put in 20, 20K. To, to get the sizzle done and I was like I'm, I'm sitting on some money but not you know not, I can't do 20k right. each sizzle mm-hmm. because each sizzle isn't going to go right. you know you, you're going to have a lot of wonderful sizzles on your shelf for the mm-hmm. rest of your life you know mm-hmm. on your dresser at home mm-hmm. so I, I tell people you know it's right in between it's a balance don't do not spend your life savings on on the sizzle but then again, don't film it from your iPhone. It's like yeah. right in between. You're like still gotta hi- have the hire a little production. You know, spend a couple mm-hmm. grand. Mm-hmm. Don't go broke because you mm-hmm. still need to eat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you know, don't just don't just do it from the iPhone. So it's like you know, just 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 meet them in between. They just need to see what the idea is mm-hmm. that that it could be produced. Um, that 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 you can bring that the characters can bring it, or if you have celebs in the show that that they're, that they're really there because mm-hmm. people you know they go say, oh, I've got I can put Holly Berry in this and I can go put uh, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. in this. Well then get them on the sizzle and show that you know they're going to really be there but mm-hmm. just saying you can get them I, you know that that's just a bunch of talk so right. the it's sizzle, like the sizzle is the, show don't tell right. 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 So the, the sizzle is like, back up your talk yeah. right. and, and the walk right. you know mm-hmm. but what I like about the hook about the mom's got game is the mm-hmm. fact that the mom was also yeah. A pro basketball okay. player. Oh, she got 10 rings or something? She has 10 rings. She wear a ring on every I mean, finger. What a wonderful like you know just that thing of knowing mm-hmm. your mom and for him to grow up like my mom mm-hmm. you know 
she can ball, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it's such a great hook for and the she, show. She's kind yeah. of a momager too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, she's too. totally a momager, <laughs> although she hates the title. Yeah. <laughs> he calls her that all the time. That's, yeah, yeah. It's oh so my cute. <laughs> That's my funny. goodness. That's funny. My goodness. Um, so let's talk about the the next step of when you guys went out and sold it to different networks. So own finally, yes. finally so bought we, it. We, we so what's own. the next step for people? What what would you have to prepare for? What so, was the prep? Uh, as in the shooting, like yeah, after yeah. after it got sold. Okay, so then we shot all summer, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm young, you know. I, I say young, like I'm under sixty. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a girl thing. Yes. <laughs> she looked like she's nineteen. <laughs> and and I'm a, like a surfer girl. I'm a beach girl. Oh, so okay. I, I live beach I girl. live for Water. the summer. Okay. So we filmed all summer. So I gave up my summer. That's when I knew I was madly in love. I mean, because you know you're shooting six days a week, and on that mm-hmm. seventh day, you're just trying to. Go to church, do your laundry, and and catch up on <laughs> and life. Sleep. And can't and sleep. Exactly. So I I gave up my whole summer and wow. we shot it because you know you 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 know you I think we had six weeks of shooting and then eight weeks of prep. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, that was that was literally the whole summer. I think yeah. we did like a July to like uh, September. Okay. So our, that was no, that was sorry, six not, episodes. Not July, June, June to September. Yeah, that, that was, was six, six episodes, episodes. Okay. six one hour episodes. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, you shot all summer, and it was such a learning experience. You know, it it was so unreal. Mm-hmm. It was so surreal. It was like, wow, this this, this is it. Hey, let me ask you. So did did you have an option? Because usually most reality shows are thirty minutes for the most part. Was there was there ever a conversation about it being an hour or a half hour? Uh, yes, we had other that? offers from other other networks that were at thirty minute mm-hmm. offers. Mm-hmm. And then you know some people were scared to go into the hour format because it was like that's a lot of material that's a lot that's a lot of shooting that's a lot of material can sure. you bring it can you hold the audience but um I said you know we can do anything yeah, make yeah. it three hours if yeah. you want have yeah. <laughs> documentary style yeah. every week and, and Pam yeah. is so interesting I she really you put is. her in any scenario though she's <laughs> I hate she's gonna to bring it. it I only compare it because of the short hair <laughs> but she reminds me of Nini, Nini. In, in yes she gets it all. She, if you can imagine Nini in a show. <laughs> With being somebody's mom and he's a big star and she's running the bitch the show. Yeah. That, she, she, she has that same I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and it really and I only compare it because of the short hair. I'm not saying she's exact she's completely her own person. <laughs> she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She knows how to she's got style. Yes. Just like her. So there's yes. just some similarities in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um okay, that's interesting because I was just curious of how that worked with Whose decision was it to make it the hour or the half hour? Uh, we, we, we decided, you know, me and the cast, me, okay. me and the McGee's, you okay. know, let, let, let's do an hour. Let, wow. Let's go with this network. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm sorry, it was, it was a group effort, okay. you know, the other producers and Sony as mm-hmm. well. All right. But, you know, we, we definitely, you know, sat and thought about it. You know, sure. we just wake up and go. Now, how has how's it changed for them? Like from one point from going with, okay, we're doing, I'm going to follow you around. Like, have you seen like some kind of like, you know how we talk about mm-hmm. character arcs mm-hmm. and how things have changed? Mm-hmm. Like. How are things now that you've gone to the show? Like, are, I mean, when you're filming a reality show, you're mm-hmm. not supposed to, you know, you just do you and yes. then they film you. Yes. Has anything changed where there's like, okay, well now, now we in it now. <laughs> it has got real. Like, have you seen any changes or? You know, what's funny is like now when I go out with Pam, she can't walk the streets. Oh, you know, it's, okay. it's kind of reopened up that Hall of Fame thing again. Mm-hmm. So. 
everywhere we go, fans are asking for pictures, and then I become the picture girl because I have to, um, you know, I have to do the camera. You have to take but, the phone. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, and then it's weird. They ask me to get in the pictures all the time because I'm six foot tall. She's six uh-huh. two. So, you so look they, like you yeah, I look like exact. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. think I'm like WNBA royalty, right. and I'm like, no, I I did. And they take the picture and they go back. Yeah, like, right. Go back and move on. See. <laughs> so what, what I always do, I'm so humble and. I'm a producer, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a, I'm not an actress, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a reality character. So mm-hmm. a reality, I'm sorry, a reality, what do you call them? Um uh, what'd you say? I was thinking reality star. Reality star. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, or, Rea- reality, uh-huh. I'm not a reality person, reality okay. personality. Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to get any pictures. So I'm always like, no, 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 I'll take the picture. <laughs> right, right. So you know, it's just, just like weird you, but Lisa. Yeah, yeah I, I love I'll being behind it. the scenes. <laughs> I love being behind the scenes. So yeah, they they can't walk too many streets, you know, everyone, you know, and they I see her, her Twitter blows up, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, everyone is still so humble on, on the cast, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we're on off season right now. So everyone's still work, working their jobs sure. and going about their lives. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, that like Valerie still, she has a son that is making the decision of, you know, which college to go to and playing basketball. Monique Payton has a son that, you know, is going to a bigger college, going to mm-hmm. Oregon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people still have r- real stuff to handle. It's right. not just glitz and glamour mm-hmm. and shooting reality shows all, mm-hmm. all day, but it's like, right. you know, we got to fly up to the school and and, and make sure his uh, dorm is is good you know mm-hmm. so it's everyone's back to their regular lives i mean no no one is uh mm-hmm. you know the, the stardom didn't blow our heads up <laughs> now have any other sports figures approached you and like hey we want some of that because <laughs> you would think that we that might want happen. what they're having yeah. you know like, like as far in as terms the, of a family show in terms of something with you know the sports mm-hmm. maybe something like we have an interesting family right. too right like we have somebody I mean? else who maybe a, a person an, uh, an adult father mm-hmm. or mother figure who's mm-hmm. also a sports player sure. and now their children are making that transition mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I mean I, I get a lot of pictures I get maybe at least like five to ten pictures a day now wow. uh, you oh know from, from through email or Facebook or mm-hmm. tweet or mm-hmm. you know the, the hard part I hate when my friends call me. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope my one friend doesn't listen to this. But he said that he was, um, he calls me and was like, oh, Alani, you picked up the phone. And I was like, why wouldn't I? He's like, oh, I thought you'd be all Hollywood now. Um, and I was like, boy, yeah. not yet. No, no, yeah. but I'm like, I'm never going to be Hollywood. I'm going to always answer yeah. your calls you if I'm available. Do. I'm going to tell know? you guys, you hit Alani, and maybe just because I know you, but you hit Alani, she hit you right back. I mean, yeah. She is like so good at that. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the same OG. <laughs> I told you she was genuine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get me in, in here dancing. <laughs> so I, I answer his phone and he's like, yo, I need to tell you something. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about going through a divorce and da 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 And I was like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, brother. And, you he's know, like, no, no, I'm yeah, on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do not play heel with your psychic butt. Well, are you psychic? So we, we try to do a little prayer and I'm like, you know, and I'm like reading scripture and I'm holding him down. Uh-huh. At the end of it goes, so what do you think about a reality show on a single father, single father going through a divorce and, you know, he's raising his kids and he's a good man, working man, black man, BMW, black man, working. He's trying to hit and them I was club like, points. Like, I, I almost hung up the phone and did get Hollywood. Like, That's boy, hilarious. I thought you had a real life problem. Like, let your problems be problems. Don't turn it into a reality show. I don't make reality shows off of problems. You know, I make reality show off of inspiration and off of great things. And just because you're just, you know, just because you just caught my um, attention. Right. But if you're not catching my attention with no divorce, I really think you should make up with your wife okay. right. if you really want to know my opinion. Get yourself together and get off my phone, boy. <laughs> so it was just, it was weird. So when you get those calls, you get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you, you know, when your friends call, you want to make sure it's like, are you just calling me on some genuine stuff? Like, hey, girl, let's have happy hour. Or right. Is it to pitch your reality show idea? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes they, they don't understand. People want me to film their cat. 
Oh, no, you don't understand. My cat can do flips, and oh, my God, he has nine lives. It's a show in this. It has talent. Yeah. He is gifted. And it has claws. That's hilarious. Yeah, That's hilarious. so it's just like, you know, I, sometimes I get exhausted with the, you know, with the, with the bedroom um, ideas mm-hmm. that come it's, to them late at night. It's never going to stop. As long as you are blessed <laughs> to keep making more shows, it's never going to As soon as I open my offices, yes, you know, like yes. I was telling... Um, um, we had a meeting the other night at the at the, at the Writers Guild. We have a um, the Black Committee meeting, and we have a new regime, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a negative. I mean that in a positive way. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but let's coop. No, just kidding. <laughs> We're taking over, man. We're, We're taking, taking over. <laughs> Hold <laughs> we up. banging in there. <laughs> no trip. And, um, and I was telling everybody kind of went around the room about, like, what department would they want to be a part of to help. And they had, like, a training session. So I was explaining why, nice. you know, I would want to be more part of the training because of what I do, the podcast show, you know, teaching with Lisa and different things like that. Yes. And I said, and also I have a, you know, with my company, you know, I'm invited to, you know, Pitch Fest and all these other things every year. Yes. I probably have heard 1,500, 2,000 pitches. But because you hear yes. 80 of them in a day and I've done yeah, right, right. 14 of them. So it's like constantly Gosh. I hear so many of them. So there's like a certain twist on the way I hear how to pitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can just, I can see it a mile away, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, that's why I was curious about, did you have to go back in and pitch it or were you able to sell it based on your, um, your, your sizzle, um, which, which, which to me, when I hear that somebody sells something on sizzle, I'm like, that must be a badass sizzle because, Mm -hmm. because you have to remember, she just said she gets pitched, you know, five, six, 10 times a day with her level on where she's at. Imagine if you're a studio, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, cause I get, a, right. I get, get two or three emails so a week of somebody yeah. trying to pitch some shit to me. Right. You know? <laughs> so imagine if you get something yeah. to network, right. which is what she was able to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of a sudden, everybody named mama, plus you're yes. on, you're on Twitter and probably Facebook yes. says yes. you're accessible. Right. right. So they're constantly right. hitting you mm-hmm. on like a high, Oh my God. You know what I mean? Just out the wood cousins and shit. Yeah. Stupid ass, you know, <laughs> stupid You ain't stuff. made your Twitter account private yet. Like, you know what? And click. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Lisa. As soon as, we, soon as I leave here. She's, 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 she's a Twitter head, though. She don't wow. have She even shut that down. <laughs> now, this is what I want to know. What are some new, what, like, what is a new show you want to do? You've got this one going on. What are some other stuff that you want to explore in terms of your filmmaking? And, like, what's the next big thing for you? Um, I, I have some things in the works, so I have some more reality shows that I um, I have some sizzles that 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 will be getting made uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a cooking reality show that I, I'm going to get going on. Um, oh, really? Food? Yeah, yes! right. But I, I will not be the chef. I'm just producing. But mm-hmm. I've met this amazing, uh, you know, Creole chef from Louisiana. So oh, okay. I, I've I've had her on hold uh, while I was doing, you know, Mom's Got Game. But I, I need to I need to call her back and say, okay, let's let's roll. So if you need any taste testers, <laughs> well, right? right. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm available <laughs> to eat, <laughs> and, and, her, and her cooking. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing! So mm. I'll, I'll be calling you for the taste yeah, test. Just like I Get just ready. Come eat. Yeah, I'll just in the background. Come taste this. Is it good? And, yes. then, and then we'll go work off all of our guilt with okay. Hill. <laughs> with Hill in the gym the next day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, I'm going to keep it rolling. And then, you know, I, I want to keep, I want to stay in the reality reality genre for right now. You know, But you my, do eventually want to get into scripted. I do know that. I, I do, I do want to get into script. I got to yeah. find a good script. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people, people pitch to me. You know, I, 
my personal advice, and I don't want to discourage anyone, mm-hmm. the scripted world is really, really hard. That budget is mm-hmm. way different. You know, that budget, I don't know, $50 million and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, here's and the, people, yeah. I, I got to interrupt you, and I always hate Go to up, say please. the word. Sorry to interrupt you, but damn it, sorry to interrupt you. Look, <laughs> my suggestion was, is to everybody out there, the yes. first one you do, make it simple. Okay. Contained. Uh-huh. You know, like, for instance, your yes. show pretty much is always at his house. That's yes. like the main yes. set yes. piece. I didn't go over So find something, you know, so you can Simplicity even put it out there. Key. You can even put it out there. Okay, I'm looking for a nice, simple comedy, drama, horror, whatever it is. Yes. Keep it contained. Three or four locations. You can ask for what you want. Mm. You can even put it out there and say, you know, I'm having a contest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, let me you, put it out there, Hill. Everybody, I'm looking for a romantic comedy. Okay. Very simple. Call me or Hill. <laughs> but see here we no, can take I'm, it a step further you yeah. know you could say in the vein of this i want to keep you know it's 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 bridesmaids meet you know yeah meet the millers whatever the fuck you yeah know what I mean? right but right. something like that but just be figure out what it is and then and then th- start thinking about what your budget would be mm-hmm. because as you know and i know you know how to make a movie now or a tv show which yeah. is very similar yes Give you fifty to hundred thousand dollars, you know what you can do with it. Oh yeah, oh you know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Did you just say they offered me twenty thousand dollars? They don't know I could do all kind of things with twenty thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. So imagine mm-hmm. what you can do with a hundred. Yeah. You know, I can and, do some and stuff. You just have mm-hmm. it all takes place at a house. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean? Maybe just a couple small locations. Well, now that you've been at locations, you know how to get permits. You know how to get. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Not, so I definitely understand the production side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, the scripted, that'll be a learning experience mm-hmm. for me. And, uh, you know, in getting through the scripts, I'm still not a, I still haven't found the love to sit down and read. Like, I know you probably do this heel, mm-hmm. like, you know, people read like 10 scripts a day and, you know, they Both have this us. piles of scripts like on their yeah. tables and stuff. I haven't found the love to read all those scripts yet. Here's so that's suggestion. why I know I'm not ready Just for the scripted role. When you're role. ready, yeah. you bring in a me or Lisa type of person. Okay. We're going to read know, and be like, which, eh. What you do is usually somebody like you, you probably have an assistant now when you're working, I'm yes. assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your assistant is reading scripts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or you bring in somebody like us to be like your development executive who reads, okay. who's like in charge of scripts. So I'm going to call I mean? you guys after this show. You know, I, mean, like, I, I need ready. you to read I, the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, we'll bring mm-hmm. in some interns to read and then I don't read totally. it unless it's really good. Good. You know? And okay. I'll tell them what my okay. standards are and I won't take it to you until I think it's... At that standard. Here's what I know you're looking for. I learned your sensibilities. Hmm. You know, you might say, I really love bridesmaids, but I didn't like how they do this. So I'm really looking for something more like this. And then I start looking in that realm so i start mm. you know with all the people that we know we start putting wow. it out there that's what we're looking for we're looking for a budget of about three hundred thousand, whatever the fuck wow you know, whatever it is these are the parameters everybody he really knows this stuff do you like teach a course like yeah. weekly or something i mean not like, weekly i mean you well once you a, need to like a, a seminar weekly more than i do but we, teach we both we used to teach for uh, what well, yeah. we still do too because i'm sitting back learning right now no, no we t- taking point. notes we do a lot of stuff with the organization of black screenwriters and we do a, a program called all the grind and one of the things that we wanted to do with that was to teach writers the craft, the game. Because a lot of times you'll have speakers come in and talk about their career. Right. But it's like we want to be focused on the writers. Right. So coming right. up, giving the information yes. from just us going through the struggle. It's like, y'all ain't got to struggle as much anymore mm-hmm. because yes. this is what you need to do. Yes. This, yes. this is why we, this is why when I started this podcast, she was the one to do it with. Because we, I wanted a show where we can sit and talk screenwriting and go in 
Who else the better to go in than the person I go in with every freaking Because every, yeah, right. every time we had an open meeting crime. at the end you know of the meeting, I mean? we'd be sitting down in the parking lot just talking. And, and talking for three hours. And somebody was like, y'all need to record this stuff yeah, and just right. talking. If you don't make this I into a show. I listen yeah, to exactly, us talking about exactly, writing. Exactly. And then you just never Oh, yes, know. we do. But here's the, thing <laughs> the number one show coming soon. <laughs> but here's the thing I really want to know. And I think I really like what you said. To, going back to you talking about the love of doing reality shows. Mm-hmm. I loved how Lonnie said that I want to do reality shows that are inspirational and that give you some. Because you know a lot of the stuff that's out now, yes. and I'm not going to out anybody, sure, my sure. sister Kim. <laughs> like she loves the housewives. You know, she loves those shows. But what I like about it in terms of Mom Got Game, it's like a lot of times people have these... Um, this misconceptions about, sure. you know, professional ball players, mm, yes. the type oh. of backgrounds they come from. Yes. And what I love about this particular show mm-hmm. is, you know, you've got a family, they're mm-hmm. tight knit, mm-hmm. they got goals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about that stuff that you see on the news and party and all the craziness. Yes. It's yes. like they come from someplace. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and they're building to something else, and I think that's what's lacking in mm-hmm. a lot of reality shows because yes. I know a lot of people love like, oh, it's like Jerry Springer yeah. or Overload, and exactly. we want to see them fighting and exactly. wig snatching, uh, and it's like there none of them, yeah. Shows. But a lot of the shows that I like watching mm-hmm. that are reality shows mm-hmm. are just things that you know make me excited and give me hope. Like I love shows like Face Off because mm-hmm. I love oh, like monster love movies yeah. and crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like reality shows where people are like exploring things mm-hmm. together with families, like things that that show you a, a there's a better world out there. Yeah. I'm 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 all about competition. We've talked about this before. I'm all about competition reality shows because I'm inspired by seeing somebody grow from just <clears throat> throwing out like American Idol or The right. Voice or something. Seeing somebody be like a dude from Oklahoma right. who's amateur, just a, yeah. an amateur, and then watching him or her grow win, into a megastar, and they mm-hmm. look like a superstar at the right. end of the show. That's or even when they don't win, mm-hmm. when they've learned something, like, I'm going to come back. Because mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, as me, we be boohooing, yes. like, yeah. she <laughs> made it to level three. Yeah. <laughs> but she's going to walk away and she's going to come back. Like, it just <laughs> makes you hopeful and you're like, you pray for that mm-hmm. person. You're like, yes. oh, I wish you well. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just get you're inspired. you in. Yes. 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 As an artist, you're able to tap in. Whether Even if yes. you're not a singer, you're able to tap in to the feeling yes. of almost getting to Paramount, almost getting yeah. Into whatever it is that you do in your life, mm-hmm. yes. you know, almost made it to Sundance, almost did this. Yeah, damn, right. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know what, what drew me in? Why I, it was a must that I created the show because I was hanging with the ball players at first. You know, Nick and Javel. And, you know, like athletes and stars and stuff, they have such a bad rep and you only get to hear the the bad stuff, you know, mm-hmm. when they had a DUI mm-hmm. or when they stole a cookie from the store and now they're getting prosecuted and, <laughs> and stuff like this. But it's like, why don't you ever get to show any of the charity work that they do exactly. or the inspirational speeches that they give right. or them just hanging out with their buddies and they're just watching TV and how hilarious a person mm-hmm. just naturally is. So, you know, me hanging out with them, like we, you know, go to Benihana's and, and they were just cool cats to hang out with. Right. And every single fan that comes up up you know they're taking a picture with them and they're mm-hmm. nice and they're sweet and stuff like that so i was great to be able to film some of that because i was like no one shows the no real them You're, they're, they're just um, captivated by the drama mm-hmm. and the reason why and, the, and then hanging out with pam I mean, and her girls i mean they're so inspirational oh, and yeah. these women have uh you know besides basketball records like they're businesswomen they they've made money they've overcome things they've overcome breast cancer and divorces mm-hmm. and and things like this and i was like this is real life stuff exactly. that no one's ever going to be able to hear mm-hmm. and, and pam is also helping um, like her friend wants to sing. She's like yeah, 50 help, years old. Helping her get her singing career sing off the ground again. and saying, girl, and if you're going to go for it, go for it now. Now's had, the time, I mean, not I, tomorrow. I remember one of the episodes, they had this beautiful moment where, I forget what character that is. What's, what's her uh, name? Kim singing? Kim, yeah, the mm-hmm. singer. 
she 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 was sitting on the they they were having a oh. conversation. I was like getting oh. choked up because <laughs> Pam got choked up. Yeah, I got choked up. My partner was standing in the yes. door watching because oh. I was like, "Come in and look at this." You know, Kim 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 and Pam you know played basketball together, and Kim didn't try out uh, for the Olympics mm-hmm. because she um, you know was like battling some confidence in her head, and she felt that she had let Pam down. So this is something she's been holding in for like twenty five so years. She finally told her. Wow. So she finally told her like, oh, "I'm so beautiful. sorry that I didn't try out." She says, "Girl, you don't have to apologize." to me that's that's something that that you did but from here on out guess what you're gonna go for your dreams and you're mm-hmm. gonna try for anything that you mm-hmm. want to do in life you right. know from here on and it right. was like I, we were all like backstage choked up you know it was like whoa <laughs> but see those are the things you're looking for in right. the show is those diamonds those little yes. moments yes. you know that you can connect to which is similar to them signing a check right. because exactly. everybody was emotional at I that know. moment yes. you know what I mean yes. mm-hmm. and, and my dad is 61 years old but you know if you ask him he thinks he's 35 so he you know he's really <laughs> he he, is he, right, he, he uses like more you know slang than me you know yeah, and he's all hip hop and cool so um, I got him hooked to reality TV just about a year ago I mean of course mm-hmm. he started you know, watching because of me, but then now yeah. he watches everything, the mm-hmm. Duck Dynasty and mm-hmm. and Honey Boo Boo right. and the Housewives. <laughs> and you know, one thing that I knew, uh, my biggest inspiration behind this was I wanted to create something that my dad would be possibly proud of you know i loved watching bad girls club you know mm-hmm. i loved it you know like seven years ago obviously like which character would i be and i'm like you'd be the lame character because you don't even do this type of stuff <laughs> and i love watching the housewives and stuff like that but sometimes at the end of the shows like i get choked up and i feel bad because i'm like these are these are these people's real lives oh, like yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. you know this mm-hmm. like this last season of of um how how what is it called hip hop you know lo- loving hip hop yeah. the end I cried literally when Peter Guns you know had the, was living the double life with mm-hmm. the you know baby's mother and then the new wife okay. and I just I just felt bad for you know women that you know have to go through this like this mm-hmm. was their real life and they were showing it on TV mm-hmm. and no, nothing nothing against that but I was just <laughs> saying like. I want to do something that's going to in- inspire someone and that my dad can watch and be proud of his daughter that she produced this. Right. And not something that's going to tear your soul apart and you're feeling mm-hmm. very guilty. I- I'm glad you said that because I was just, I was going to ask you a few moments ago, like now that you know how to produce national, you know, yes. uh, reality show, what if, what if, what are some of the things you learned that you can, you know, inspire some of the kids out there who are trying to make, who, because there's lots of people who listen who want to do reality too, yes. who just want to do reality yes. or, may think they can do both. Yes. You know, like the, um, on the previous episode, um, we're starting a new thing where we're doing um, uh, the baby rider seat where we're going to allow... Because I'm, I'm a podcast editor, and I know Lisa is too, and we listen to podcasts all day long. I'm sitting writing. Oh. I got podcasts playing in the back. I'm just... Oh, wow. I just love them. It's usually screenwriting or filmmaking yes. based. And I'm always... there. Every once in a while, there's one that moves me. And like, I wish I was in a room with that one. So I was like, what if we had a seat? They're for young writers to come and sit. Oh. So we started We started on the previous episode, and I brought in my friend Caesar, who's the assistant on this TV show that I'm writing on, nice. to come in and be the baby writer on, oh, you know, and the thing. I love and, it. and it was really, really groovy because we were just, you know, he, so we got to experience that, yes. you know, and to feel what that was like. Mm. So I'm just always curious about, you know, like, what do you learn from that? Like, what have you experienced, and how can they learn from you now that you've done it? You know what I mean? Let's see. I, um, my advice to folks out there is um, my biggest thing I always say is just just get going. 
You only sure. live once. Mm-hmm. We get in our own way all the time, you know, and psych ourselves out and, so oh, we, we can't do it, you know. So oh, it, you know, one of my biggest things is I psych myself out. I want to be a straight-A person. I want everything to be so perfect. But, mm-hmm. you know, in real life, like, nothing in life is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I will quit things a lot of times oh, really? if they're not perfect. And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's okay getting a B-. minus. It's okay doing an okay job. You know, the, my biggest thing is, like, complete it. Fantastic. Just complete. You know, I seen a quote Finish recently. It, it said, yeah. um... I never complete shit, you know? <laughs> and I know a lot of, like, yeah. you know, I've done that in many, right. in many scenarios. So it's sure. like, just get going. And then the you only learn from getting out there and getting started. I wasn't a reality genius or I wasn't sure. a reality um, expert, mm-hmm. but I learned so much doing with my first show being, you know, this this mm-hmm. show being greenlit, mm-hmm. you know, just, just being the, the experience of being on set, you know, six mm-hmm. days a week out of your life and, re, you know, going through the charts. cuts. And you, it's, <laughs> it's on you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's on you. It was still a learning mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. So you you know you're gonna you're gonna learn for the rest of your life. You sure. know life. You know it's all mm-hmm. about you know change and evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest thing too is like don't give up and do something that you're passionate about. Don't do it just because of the money because it's mm-hmm. not gonna make you happy. Mm-hmm. Or don't do it just because of the fame. You know. It, um, it, you know they say. I've I've heard I don't know this rapper named Wale he said you know it's, it's nothing to be famous but it's you know everything to be like legendary you know mm-hmm. okay. so it's, it's just kind of like that Chris Rock thing where I don't want to be rich I want to be wealthy mm-hmm. type of thing you know? yeah, yeah right 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 mm-hmm. people just do, do stuff for money but it's like you know be happy so mm-hmm. just just get going and and anything is possible anything like you know. I've had so many odds against me, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. and, and don't think that no door shut and, and stuff like that. A person firing me as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. How does he feel now? now his business is he's out of business and <laughs> sure. stuff like that. It's like just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you do, just just believe in Cause, yourself. Because what I see in that, and Lisa and I talk about this a lot on, on previous shows and just when we teach, is whatever you used to do, sometimes you don't even know that it helps you to become who you become. <sighs> Big time. Every sing- it might and be something any, yes. super stupid. M- m- mowing lawns, you know, Everything. being a gardener, anything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Right. It's shaping you to who you are going to be in mm-hmm. the future or what you've become now. Mm-hmm. So I've, you know, I've had so many regrets in the past and, you know, bad things that it's like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. That mm-hmm. was so horrible. But it's like, you know, if that it wouldn't have happened to me, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Right. So I, I sure. thank right. you, God, for all of my mm-hmm. bad experiences and all the heartbreaks and the mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. things that I've gone through because it's, it's made me so so grateful mm-hmm. you know today mm-hmm. there's a song uh, a really good uh, gospel song that I really love and I'm so sorry I can't remember her name but she was one of the, she was a sister I used to sing back up for Madonna mm-hmm. you look at the Vogue video mm-hmm. she's a sister but Hello. she has a song it's called um, uh, Lord don't don't remove my mountains okay. you know like mm-hmm. don't withhold obstacles yes because a lot of people say don't anything, have no give obstacles me the to climb don't them. yeah and mm-hmm. that's that's the lyric of the song give me the strength to climb you know <laughs> i gotta sing it <laughs> it's one of my favorite you know I'm, I'm a spiritual person you know but it's like it's one of my favorite like when i know like okay this is gonna be one of them days i need to just yes. know that i'm going yes. through some stuff mm-hmm. and i'll play that where it's not don't take stuff away from me like those obstacles make me who i, I am mm-hmm. with the clock sisters uh Mm. Is my living in vain? Remember that one? Mm. Oh, it was off the chain. It was a no. Mm-hmm. Of course not. It was off the chain. Come on, Hill. Microphone check. I'm a little hoarse from talking, but y'all know I got vocals up on there. Don't get it twisted. Because don't even, get it twisted. Don't because even, even the things that don't work out, like what, years ago when I did my first short, you know, mm-hmm. and everything was going great, and then at the one of the last big things I really needed we lost the location, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then you try to cobble together what you have. And I never yes. put that short out because Gosh. being the perfectionist that yes. I am, uh, yes, it was yes. like, 
you know, it's not good enough for yeah. where I want to put that out there, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful but for that experience. Yeah. We've seen, I've, you, <laughs> you know, I probably should have just put it out there. Girls, it's too late to put it out. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing was, it was like, man, but I'm so grateful for learning, you yes. know, from the mistakes. Like, okay, next time, I'm not going to do yes. that. And yes. I'm so grateful for it not coming together the way I wanted Everything's it to. Everything's a learning experience. Right. But now the next time, it's like, you know what? I learned from that. Hello. You know? Now you're an expert, Lisa. Yeah. (laughs) We getting it in. Right. Speaking of expert. Uh Uh-oh. You got something for the clapback? Okay, look. So check it out. We're going to get into Lisa's world famous clapback. And you know what's really awful for this clapback? Okay. It's because on the last episode, Uh my clapback... When I was complaining about the screenwriter who wrote Noah, uh-huh. who was saying that basically, Uh-oh. I started to see that. I'm about you know, to pass the three day rule. Might, you Uh-oh. might, no, 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 no. Spoiler alert. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know where he made that statement where he's like, basically, they were talking about why there's no diversity in Noah, and basically he said, which was, you know, basically I use white people because they 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 represent everybody. They represent humanity. That's what he said. Mm. Okay, so. One of the one of our baby writers who I would love to have on our show, Aww. Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine, shout hey, out. Jazz. So, Jazz, 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 sent, Jazz mm-hmm. sent me. He sent me a little message on Twitter, all right. and all he said was, uh, "Clap back." <laughs> <laughs> so, Jasmine is sending me clap back alerts, uh-huh. and so he has sent me um, this little uh, this link where Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Was talking about, and I, this is the 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 title of the uh, article. It says that basically, it's Aaron Sorkin says scripts with female protagonists aren't good enough. What? Mm. All right, Aaron let me, let Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Okay, wow. so this was last night. Okay, Clap okay. Back. Actually, it was, actually, it was April twenty second, okay. which is a couple days ago, mm-hmm. or whatever the day he was at this event. He was at the Tribeca Innovation Week, mm-hmm. and so he was talking about it. And this is what he said. And I want to quote this because. Mm-hmm. You know, I get upset when we talk about <laughs> get it in, get when it we in. when we talk about marginalized folks trying to make it in this business. Mm-hmm. And you know that basically, there's so many movies that come out, mm-hmm. and the protagonist a lot of times it's not the lead is not necessarily female. Yes, mm-hmm. but even though we make up like over 52 percent females yeah. of the viewing audience. Mm-hmm. Why is that number? Why are we only making? I think the, the number that we, we need to out correct like maybe, that. Yeah, maybe it was like fifteen percent of the protagonists in yeah. movies okay. are are the lead are female, where over fifty percent fifty two percent of the audience is mm-hmm. female, and basically, I guess someone came up in the audience and asked him this question. This is what he said. The question was when. Um, when 50, this is the question that the person asks Aaron Sorkin. When okay. 52% of the movie ticket buying public are female, but only 15% of the protagonists are, it doesn't seem like commerce is actually winning, the audience member said, calling back to an art versus commerce remark Mr. Sorkin mm. had said earlier. Mm-hmm. I know on your TV show you have great female characters. Yeah. Are you going to write a female protagonist for a feature anytime soon? So this is what was <laughs> oh, so that was him, the question. The question that was presented to him. Yeah. Here's what Mr. Sorkin said in full, and I quote, mm. I'd always thought, I don't know, is the answer to your question, um, you're making a really good point about the disparity between who's buying the ticket and who's up on screen, Mm -hmm. furthering that the point, these decisions aren't made entirely by men. In other words, he's trying to blame that women Uh. are responsible. So here we go. There are roughly as many women who can greenlight a film in Hollywood what? as there are men. What? From Amy Pascal at Sony to Stacey Snyder at DreamWorks, Donna at Universal. <laughs> but I've always thought that there is a great female James Bond movie to be done. I'm not literally calling her Jane Bond. I mean, but a, a female <laughs> secret agent. So it's the lady's fault. 
Wow. See, there are two and a half names of powerful women in Hollywood to prove it. Also, apparently, the answer to including women in film is to plug female actresses into typically male roles. And then he goes on and talks about mm-hmm. Bridesmaid. And so what it comes down to is uh-huh. basically he's saying, um, also, he had made the comment that, you know, well, women, mm-hmm. you know, when they go on dates and go to movies, they mm-hmm. have a lot of say in terms of what their partners go to go see. Mm-hmm. So therefore, mm-hmm. women want to see men and uh-huh. all this stuff. Uh-huh. So basically, he's saying that female script writers, mm-hmm. they're not getting made because they're not good. So my clap back Ouch. today, yeah. Mr. Sorkin. Mr. Well, I'm not going to say it because I may have to work with this fool in the future. He's still one of the best. He is still, and here's the Let's thing. Let's not get it twisted. No, no, no. We're not going to get it twisted. All right. He's, he's one of the best in the business. Yes. But once again, like I said mm-hmm. in our last episode, mm-hmm. when you have people who are one of the best in the business, mm-hmm. who is a screenwriter, mm-hmm. who people come to, who has a lot of influence in terms mm-hmm. of what is being made, mm-hmm. when he is saying that and putting that out there you as a, a real thing, directors, producers, mm-hmm everybody else start to believe that. And what it says is that women's scripts are not good enough, which Mm -hmm. is not true. And I'm going to quote a female director really quick for this clapback because I was so upset. But I have to to share this with you people because it hurt my feelings. And I had to let him know that I was upset. So this is a director... This female director, and she's really talented, her name is Lexi Alexander. She has a whole thing. It says an Oscar-nominated director gets real about how, many, how women are treated in Hollywood. But I just want to get to a point that she says, because she says a lot, but it says... Uh, find it, find okay, it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> she went through a whole list of stuff, but here's number five, okay? She says, women in Hollywood have no male allies. Hmm. There are some who pretend to be on our side, but yeah, not really. <laughs> they may say the right thing because after all, they're liberals, and that's huh? a public image they like to keep up. <laughs> Others may actually believe in gender equality, but aren't willing to put up a fight for that could sacrifice their own status or relationships. Okay. Ah. So the reality is, women are being shit on. You don't respect our work. And to say that there's no really good scripts, mm-hmm. no, it's because you're not really looking or actively, you know, well, helping funny, writers. You said something about that they're written, something about women taking the roles that were written for men, like like something, I think he said something about that, mm-hmm. and it kind of rung in my, like in a real mm-hmm. negative. Yeah, so a lot of times they're saying, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just cast women that in roles that are, you know, that's that a, men, that's you know, a, yeah, and, what, yeah, and yeah. That, that's good enough. It's like, what it's saying to me, and then this is what he said, one of the things that the, the gist of what one of the things he said when he talked about Bridesmaid, mm-hmm. the implication from him was that, oh, well, Bridesmaids was a fluke. <laughs> you know, the quality of that writing, you know, that's uh-huh. like a diamond in a rough. You'll never find that again. It's like, you're not looking wow. for it. And it's the same thing when we talk about people of color, mm-hmm. when we talk about different types of diversity, yes. is that there's no support. And, and, and I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. Hollywood, you, you are a patriarchy. <laughs> and if you saw that one, there was an article that came out, I think it was in the Huffington Post that was talking about, they did a study, I think it was from like either 2002 to 2014. Mm-hmm. I'll have to verify it next episode. But basically mm-hmm. looked at all the shows that were created just on like HBO, Showtime, yeah, FX, yeah, yeah, those yeah, type yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. And they said out of 97. Out of 97. Let me give you the exact quote. <laughs> Come on. So y'all don't misquote me. Like the exact number it was. And I was, I was so shocked because I thought, there's no way. After all those years, how, how is that, how's that possible? Mm-hmm. But this is the number. And it is. <clears throat> Wait for it. Drum roll, Wait please. No. Drum roll, please. Because it. <laughs> it's so shocking. I, got, I was like, oh I got no. how are you, Alani? <laughs> Here it is. The number of creators, narrative architects. I kind of mm. like that word. Narrative, narrative architects. architects. Okay. 
on that could be for reality like TV too. You're a narrative Let me architect. Write that one I love down. that. <laughs> the number of creators, narrative architects on all five of the lists. Okay, we're talking about HBO, Showtime, FX, all of that. Mm-hmm. There were 97. Okay, out of that 97, mm. 12 were women, mm. and only two were people of color. Horrible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Say that again. <clears throat> Damn. 97 total in terms of people who are creating shows that are like a HBO, Showtime, FX, and all of that. Okay. Out of that number, only 12 were women. Mm-hmm. And out of the total 97, only oh, two were yeah. people of color. Yeah. Okay? So we do have some serious, serious gatekeepers yeah. in the business. And, um, so I'm just trying to figure out what he was talking about there. What is he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he named dropped three of them, right? Of the of the seven, whatever it was, I mean, huh? So my clap back, Mr. Sorkin, mm-hmm. in all due respect for your talent, <laughs> okay, and the wonderful shows you've written. Okay, the man can write. Um, stop it! <laughs> all right, stop saying that we're not good enough. Because, like I said, once mm-hmm. again, he is setting a precedent. Totally. Because once you say that, think. Can you imagine being a female screenwriter in that audience, mm-hmm. out in Tribeca? A little discouraging. Who may have admired his work and like, I yes. want to be just as good as you. Mm-hmm. And he is telling you, mm-hmm. women, bitches, y'all can't write. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write your parts for you. Sure. You know what uh, I mean? So that's my clap back this week. And it's like, once again, um, there's no respect really for diversity. When you have 52% of the movie going audiences 52%. are female and only 50 15% are represented in terms of protagonists, something's clearly wrong. So female screenwriters, I want to apologize to you for for the era of that comment. So just keep writing, keep writing the great roles that I know you're writing for women. And uh, we just need people who who are real allies in Hollywood to really be supportive. And not only just people who are like screenwriters themselves, Mm -hmm. directors, producers. I know he name dropped Amy Pascal and all these female. But what he needs to understand too is women... Mm No matter in high positions, a lot of them are invested in patriarchy, too. Yeah. And a lot of them have been brainwashed into thinking, oh, well, well people only want to see. Mm-hmm. And also, they don't want to lose their jobs, either. <laughs> if I start bringing in, they're going to start thinking I'm the lady, you know, the lady producer, which has always been a derogatory term in screenwriters. They say things like, you know, lady screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Back in the old days in sci-fi, you know, lady writers, <laughs> you know, and it's offensive, you know. So you can't put that on him like half the people who green like, bitch, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> that was it. On that note, that was a good. That was a good one. That's, broke, talking, that's all I got down, to say. That's all I got to say. Look, that's what I'm talking about. That's all I got to say. So, um, that was a good show. That was a good that show. That was great. So, Alani Ford, where can the folks find you at? Where they at? Let's She's see. like, I ain't giving out my number no more. <laughs> wait, wait. She gonna get outside in the car and be like, and Twitter lock. <laughs> my, uh, my, my Twitter handle is Miss Ford Films, you know, MS Ford, F O R D Films, F I L M S. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the, that, that's it. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm on Facebook, but. Yeah, that's for friends. I, I, yeah, Facebook I, I, is I found friends a way to make a family. And, <laughs> she, Lisa yeah. has a little theory about Facebook. No, Facebook. Facebook is for you know. Facebook is for us for old folk. <laughs> it's it's for it's that's for, for your mom and dad. That's for your mom and dad. That's for you to check in every now and then <laughs> exactly. and say I'm still alive. <laughs> Family's all good. Oh, I see the nephew don't had another child. All right, I'll be at the family barbecue. <laughs> Twitter, my life Twitter is where it is. Where it's yeah. at. It's fast. It's happening. And if you notice on Twitter, stuff be going on on Twitter. And the news catches up two days later. Yes, it's fashion TMZ on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Oh, Alani. So, are you are you guys 
going to do another season? Do you know, or have they uh, discussed we, it? We're, we're figuring it out now. Okay. Yeah, so, so stay stay tuned, everyone. Exciting. Yes. I know how it works. Exciting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So y'all look for Alani on Twitter. Hit her up. Don't be asking her for nothing. But y'all can at least, you know, show some support. I just mm-hmm. need friends right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I want to thank you guys. Like, it's been really amazing being on the show. Oh, you thank know, you. I, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to ask the deep down dirt, you know, who are you dating right now? Mm. Well, that's, we heard this about no, that. It's like, right, you guys crash. actually, not a gossip no, show. You guys actually stuck to the script. No, <laughs> not a gossip show. So, it's, mm. you know, I, I just, it's been a pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't actually done any interviews. I, I don't like doing interviews. I don't like, I don't want any fame or any anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you asked me to do it, Hill, I was like, oh. But, you know, but you're, but you're so great. And, you know, and then me coming here doing it, this is actually giving me confidence. So Maybe I'll do some more interviews. No, exactly. It's not like it's just like, keeping around honestly yeah. talking to the this is all me and Hilliard do like when we sitting around and gabbing we just talk about stuff we'll be in the yes. parking lot for hours mm-hmm. with Ron mm-hmm. our friends screenwriting mm-hmm. and just talking and it's just that's all it is we're really about craft because we yes. we are we're, we're film fans and TV fans and yes. we just want to see really good stuff yes story mm-hmm. I, I love good it. stories you, you guys have a great show and this is this is gonna go for a long thank time you. thank you thank yeah. you please help us promote it like. mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, so, let's go <laughs> so lisa b where can they find you hey i'm on twitter mm-hmm. and uh don't follow me because <laughs> <laughs> you know why because yeah. i hate it when people follow me and i get so oh yeah new friend and then they unfollow like a couple days later because they find because they find out like oh lord <laughs> Okay, Lisa will clap back. Okay, no. Y'all think Lisa be going in here? Okay, on Twitter. Find her on Twitter. But yeah, and also uh, next month, if you happen to be out in Madison, Wisconsin, I'm going to be uh, at the WISCON, the Science Fiction Feminist Conference. I'm on wow. two panels. Uh, one, I'm doing a reading for the book I'm in that's coming out next week, actually, actually May 9th. Okay. Uh, look nice. out for a long, hidden, speculative fiction from the margins of history. Mm-hmm. It's edited by uh, Daniel Jose Older and Rose Fox. My story in that book is called Maydu. Um, if you like sci-fi, horror, writer, mm-hmm. and it's got some black folk in it, mm-hmm. uh, it that's for you. for you. But yeah, I'll be on a, uh, two panels next month. I'll be doing a reading and I'll also be talking about the writing process of writing that particular story. So cool. hit me up on awesome. Twitter. That's what's up. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest. Um, we want to thank you guys again. This has been a really good episode. Thanks a lot. Hey, there was a lot of game in there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. <laughs> because this translates to scripted shows, too. Mm-hmm. The way you're talking about yes. how you made your dream come true. Yes. You know, being your Go own boss. It. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And going for it. And that's yeah. what Lisa and I are all about. You know, there have been, you know, you guys all know this is an all-new Screenwriters Rant Room. And, you know... Um, we are we are doing something a little bit different than we did on the other show, and and there's something special in the fact that Lisa and I are instructors. We are teachers. Yes. You know the way we talk about things are not just about a freaking script. Yeah. You know we're dissecting mm-hmm. it from a different point of view to where Absolutely. you learn something from it. So there's something in that. I learned just being on the show. And see that's so. important. That's what we want to do. We want to yes. help people get that. Um, that's why we've got to keep this going make it the number one show and get, and get the word out that's the plan and check out Mom's Got Game yes. <laughs> like reality TV yeah. with heart and passion yeah. and not wig snatching are you guys still and all that still uh, we, we still have clips on uh, Oprah.com mm-hmm. uh, you know slash own so you guys can mm-hmm. you know catch any ba- and then you know they have you know rewinds yeah, uh, or what, mm-hmm. what do you call it re-airs mm-hmm. you know on, on own good so good. You, you guys check it out great mm-hmm. show that's that's so again, I am Hilliard Guest, and uh, thank you guys for listening to Screenwriters Rant Room. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter, your British Twitter. accent again. <laughs> At Hilliard Guest. 
And um, you guys definitely, please, please, please follow us at Screenwriters RR on Twitter. That's for Screenwriters Rant Room. But we have to abbreviate it because they don't allow people to put long words on there. See how they do us? <laughs> the longest Twitter name ever. <laughs> and as I said, we won't do it every episode, but, you know, every once in a while, if you guys would love to come sit into and listen to me and Lisa with, with our guests or just the two of us getting it in. And it's fun. You know, <laughs> and, and be, uh, you know, in our baby rider seat, hit us up at screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. And uh, we will, you know, if you're nice. We will let you come and hang out with us, okay? And come chill and get some junk food and shit. Oh, he's terrible. And the with junk, his junk food, food is off the chain in oh, here, you guys. He's Hit him up. That's what's up. So with that, I'm gonna start saying my new thing every time. I want y'all to keep it street, keep it opinionated, and keep it what? One hundred. Peace, y'all. Ciao, people. Bye. Yeah, man, I got Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We gonna grow shit. Welcome to the rap room. That's it. That's all I got to say.